2: Welcome to the true beauty brooklyn podcast i'm elizabeth taylor and i'm alex shapiro we're estheticians in williamsburg brooklyn and we work with really incredible diverse ambitious and driven people who are killing it in life they deserve to be celebrated and on this podcast we're going to be sharing their stories with you
3: Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have beauty school, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different.
2: Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black... And Jewish... roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions,
3: so be sure to write us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys,
2: let's jump into the show. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast.
3: Welcome. Welcome. You go. <laughs> both
1: like,
3: hmm. um, I'm
2: very excited for today's episode. We got a beauty school episode for you guys. If you don't remember, y'all remember, I know, but I'm gonna let you know anyway. We have beauty school guests. They come in and they talk to us about things that we don't know, but we want to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And questions that maybe you guys have. So mm-hmm. they come in, they teach a little something something about beauty.
3: Yes. Um, this guest today is someone that I met. She's One of my internet
2: friends. I'm so glad you told them the truth. I love your internet friends. Well, I
3: talk about it in the in our interview, but I can talk about it now. That Liana. Um. So we're chatting with Liana Blomquist today, Mm -hmm. and her and I connected. I started following her on Instagram, maybe a couple years ago. It was pre-COVID, pretty sure. And um, I just loved her Instagram because I love plants. I love gardening. I love the earth. And that's what she was posting about. I'm such a fucking I hippie. I love the earth. But that's what she was posting about. And she was posting a little rooftop garden she had. And I was like, that's fucking cool. I want to be friends with this girl. And I kind of was like, do you ever have people over? You elbowed your way into her life. I, I basically was like, do you want to invite me a stranger from Instagram over to see her garden? And she very politely said no without saying no. Right. But then like fast forward many months later and we met up for coffee and had a great time. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, you should come over one day. Yes. Um, And I took her to meet the chickens that I helped care for. I love this. after we had coffee that day. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, okay. not you can say if you want to keep this in or not. But what I love most about this story is that Alex asked her to be on our podcast. She was like, I've got this podcast. I don't know if you'd like, be interested in being on yeah. it. And she was like, I don't know. Maybe one day da, da, da. Yeah, did Yeah. And then think, did I bring it up You to her? did. You brought it I up did. to her. Like and very then, briefly. Yes. And then come to find ago. out within our inbox pops this message from her PR person. And they didn't re- like they didn't put two and two together that this podcast is also Alex Shapiro, the Alex Shapiro <laughs> from the chicken coop, <laughs> the Alex Shapiro it, that stalked <laughs> you on the interwebs. That this is her very same podcast, so yeah, that was, it all came full. It came circle. full circle, so I love that. I was like, "Girl, this is the girl that you stalked a year ago." That now your friends like she didn't put two and two together that your podcast is actually something, yeah. And your PR person just found us. This is great. So I love that. Yeah, I love that a lot. Those great. I
3: really love it too. Um, but definitely we hit it off because we both love skincare. We mm-hmm. both love the idea of sustainable skincare and just sustainability with. In consumer products, whatever they may be,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and and I, you guys actually ended up becoming friends. Yeah, she came for <laughs> a facial yesterday. <laughs> she did, and even before she was, she they reached out to to us, not knowing that it was us. She was like, "Okay, I guess I'll be on your podcast now that I know who you are." So she like had already agreed, yeah. <laughs> and like didn't rec- like didn't put two and two together. So. I just love that. I love that because we're a little bit kooky and I think people meet us and they're just like, all right, who is this kookball? And then they're just like, oh, so you're like legit with an actual podcast that people listen to. I love
3: how how surprised people are. I know. I kind of like it. I think I I also make very I I, don't brag about myself in any way. No. And that's the best. So I think that. I don't really love talking about myself in mm-hmm. that way,
2: and we're so, kooky, and so we're yeah. and we're
3: kooky, so, so people they're like they can't possibly be
2: doing anything exactly, that legit. exactly.
3: <laughs> two wackadoodles, two
2: wackadoodles. So <laughs> I was grateful. I was very proud of you. I was like Shapiro. I think this is your friend who doesn't realize that like you're legit and is reaching out to us in a roundabout way. So that's cool. It's very cool to have her on. And she's lovely. I love her. She's lovely, lovely. Um, she started
3: Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals, which is New York City's first and only Rooftop Beauty Farm, and it spans over three rooftops. Mm -hmm. It's like 2,000 square feet altogether. And she grows and processes over 50 beauty botanicals to create extracts and beauty products out of them. That's wild. So cool. She also has an amazing blog um, that's just very educational. You can learn a lot about raw materials, how they're grown, Mm -hmm. um, how they're processed, and how you can also make your own products because she's not just interested in making money. She's also very very interested in and invested in um taking care of our earth yes and- um,
2: I love her for that. I love her for that. I love that we are so we're kind of kindred spirits, the three of us, in that like she didn't even really, you know, you guys were friends. She didn't. She's not a follower of the podcast, so she doesn't know that we're always telling y'all that you can go into the cabinet and grab things, that there are so many things you can use that are right around the house that can contribute to your skincare. So I love that she came on the show and was just like, so just so y'all just know. We're like, no, we know. Yeah, we're, like, <laughs> Ooh, we're on the same, we're on the page. same page. Our love listeners it. know. They're aware. They're ready for the information that you're going to share with us, girls. So tell us all. Yes. It's so good. Um, but I don't want to say too much. I know we should stop. It's been like seven minutes of, of this I intro. <laughs> I don't want to
3: say too much. I'll leave her to, because she does tell a little bit about her background. Um, and I think that you will all learn a lot. Totally. I feel like I knew so much about... Um, I don't know our planet and how to treat it right and the fucked up shit that goes on, but she yes. told me some stuff that I didn't. We not learned know. about some
2: scams, girl. We learned about yeah. some scams, scams, some scams. gotta write into scam goddess. I do. I really do because I'm like I'm both aware and disgusted. I knew that the scam You'll was going know what on. We're talking yes, about exactly. When you so, listen, yes, exactly. This is a great episode. You guys are going to love great. it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah.
3: Um without further ado,
2: enjoy our episode and our conversation with Liana Boom.
3: I did not what just happened then. <laughs> enjoy our conversation with Liana Blomquist. Enjoy, guys. <laughs>
0: I'm Liana and I'm the CEO and founder of Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals and everyone's probably like what the heck is that I was actually at a, a Valentine's Day market and I was saying we are New York City's first and only rooftop beauty farm and then they would look at me and like who is this batshit crazy person <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I would have to keep going and say yes uh, we have three different rooftops spread out um, between East Williamsburg and uh, downtown Brooklyn that total 2,000 square feet. Feet. And basically, we grow fifty different types of beauty botanicals that we then process into extracts, and we create products out of. So we just launched our first product, which is a rooftop-grown rose and chamomile hyaluronic acid moisturizing gel. I gave each of you one, so I'm it's not so sure nice. you tried it yet. <laughs> j- Elizabeth just got hers now; she hasn't been here.
3: Beautiful. Isn't the
2: packaging oh, this so, is so nice. Cute. This this is very nice, very eco chic. I love it. I love Love the colors Sico too. Sheed. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good word buzz or buzzword, whatever.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm, I've I've been around the block a couple times, girls. <laughs> but I'm in the beauty industry and I'm a podcaster. I don't know if you've heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. These are some beautiful. little samples of things that she's
2: working on. Yeah, these are gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that is the first product. And then the other three things that are in there are just little samples that i have been kind of prototypes I've been working on to see what am I creating next? Um, And that's actually also what I was giving out at the Valentine's Day market. And again, people are like, wait, so you're only selling one product? Can I buy these samples? I was like,
2: they're not like launched yet. (laughs) Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) But people are excited. I love that. That's gotta be great, especially at a market. Like I, back in the day, I got into this industry thinking that I was gonna like make thinking I was gonna be you essentially and then I was just like this is a lot of work <laughs> like a lot of work. a lot of work and so I'm so it's glad that lot. you are you and I'm me so this is great but I used to do um <laughs> pop-ups and like do the markets and everything and it's I mean it's hard because you're kind of just standing there waiting for people to come over and talk to you and then once they come you've got like so you know such a short amount of time to like, literally sell them on your product and of what you're doing yep. and make this connection. And I love that. It's just hard. And so I love that you're out there in the streets. Congratulations. Yeah. And this feels thank you, awesome. Thank you. It feels so nice. And yeah, she's hitting
3: the pavement. <laughs> but I feel like your whole background um, mm-hmm. of corporate work that you were doing probably helped a little bit to yeah. know a little more of like the ins and outs of making this a reality.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So my background was definitely in corporate. Um, I worked at Elizabeth Arden and Revlon for over like 10 years, like first started at Elizabeth Arden doing uh, fragrance marketing in the UK. I started there right out of university. Uh, and so I was launching some celebrity fragrances such as like Nicki Minaj and Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift. And like for me, like starting off in that job was like stars in my eyes. I was like, oh my God, this is the most amazing job ever. <laughs> That's awesome. So it was really really cool. Um, you know, got to do some really cool things, cool like in store executions. I was working on the team that launched the Nicki Minaj perfume over there, and like their whole like concept was around dressing. I don't know if you've ever seen this perfume bottle, but it's Mm-mm. like it's like a bust of Nicki Minaj, and like the entire concept was about like creating little outfits for the bust. And, like, <gasps> oh that my god! Was, like, I love that. Yeah, this. it was. This is was called- Jean
2: Jean Paul Gaultier meets um uh, pa- what was it called? Her name? Polly Pocket. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. so it was called
0: Couture by Minaj. And it was so fun to execute. Like, wow. it was nuts. Um, and so, yeah, so I was there for about like four years. Um, then I moved here, uh, back, back here, because I had lived here previously. Um, but I, um, and I started in global marketing and product development. I was still in fragrances for a little bit. So I did some of these... Larger uh, Elizabeth Arden brands, kind of like these old school brands that people might know, such as like Red Door and Green Tea um, and Fifth Avenue. Uh, And I also launched, though I concepted and kind of like finalized the fragrance for their white tea fragrance which actually did pretty, pretty well um, globally and specifically in in Asia. So then I kind of moved into skincare uh, because I was like, okay, enough about fragrance, let's figure something else out. Um, And, you know, was really, really liking it. A lot more detail-oriented when you think about, you know, being on fragrance. It's all about creating stories, right? Creating, like, dreams for people and, like, what, you know, what what they could potentially dream themselves to be with this fragrance. And so... AKA selling vibes, Yep. Selling vibes. Um, and <laughs> so going into skincare was all about really the detail oriented piece of it, where you're really looking at all the ingredients, the claims, um, all of the research, you know, you're getting legal involved because you have to end safety and all these clinical trials that you're doing. So it got super, super detailed. And I found, I found it super interesting. Um, and that's where I kind of got my knowledge of understanding ingredients as a, as a total. Um, uh, but that after a while I was like, okay, I, you know, I am I'm, I'm not really liking the way that, you know, b- these big beauty companies are running their businesses. And I was just kind of like also getting into gardening here. I was like pre plant parent like three or four years ago growing <laughs> on my rooftop. <laughs> um, and, uh, I was like really getting into it. And, you know, I was growing some herbs and some veggies and then some beauty botanicals. Um, and, you know, just kind of thinking about the way that the beauty industry was just creating so much packaging, so many, so much plastic. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have heard this stat, but basically like when you think about plastic, only 9% of the plastic that has ever been created on this planet has ever been recycled. Right. Oh my so God.
2: like, yeah, I never um, heard so that stat. that's fucking <laughs> yeah. wild. Yeah, Uh, it makes me sad. No, it makes perfect sense because I've been wondering this is like it's and I don't expect you to know the answers, but it's like, where's this shit going land? Because it's like... (laughs) Well, yes. I, do you know what I mean? And it's like as New Yorkers, especially I'm like, well, yeah. I put it in the yeah. green container or the blue oh. container. I did it, guys. We all did our part. But it's Riot. like, no, where does it go from there? Well, because it's like, like today I ripped
3: up that little cardboard box. I'm like, I'm putting it in the garbage because, you know, that shit doesn't get recycled anyway. You know, and it's like, <laughs> but uh, I think it's true. No, I
2: think it's true. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because it's like I know in other parts of the country, they don't even have recycling mm-hmm. because they can't afford it. But really, what's the difference? I think we just call ours a different name and pay some more money and yeah. put it on the same land landfill yeah and you just only, proved it 9% only nine percent the fuck per- nine people right They're and yelling. they just
0: go to landfills or they just get packaged up onto boats and sent to another country to get incinerated somewhere else wow. so- wait so okay
2: I feel like you might be the right person to ask. So where's
0: our where's our where's
2: our
0: where's our recycling well, going? Only nine percent of what you're actually putting away is being recycled, right? You think you're recycling it, but because like it's so difficult yeah. to recycle different pieces of packaging, like all the tiny, tiny little pieces that you think you're recycling just just get, you know, crushed together like and they just get pushed aside into a landfill or just get sent abroad to other countries to their landfills or into the oceans. Yeah. Really? So it's it's a big scam? Like recycling is a scam? So like the large
2: Also you don't need to I'll call it. She's like, <laughs> I'll kind of avoid yeah, yeah. that. I was but... going to say, you don't need to put your name out there on it. I will put my name out on calling recycling a scam because I've suspected it for quite some time. And I'm kind of pissed off right now yeah. talking to you about this because it's absurd. It's exactly. Like, what are we doing here? Exactly. And also the poor so, world. And
0: so that's really what kind of drove me to think about, like, what else can I do? Like, how do I make this world a better place? It wasn't even just the packaging. It's also the mm-hmm. ingredients. We are... Growing ingredients so far away from where we are. You know, we're we're destroying uh, ecosystems. We're destroying you know tropical rainforests just to keep growing and creating all these ingredients um, that we just so we can feel and look beautiful, right? Mm. Um, and. And then they're getting on again, on ships, you know, giant ships and, you know, traveling across the world to get to us creating huge amounts of carbon emissions. Um, and you know, and it's just unsustainable. Like it's just, as we continue to grow, we're going to keep doing this. Right. So this is not sustainable for us. Yeah. So I was like, okay, how do I, how do I kind of get away from this, you know, giant machine and see what I can do to, to maybe bring our ingredients and our beauty closer to home. And that's what Brooklyn rooftop botanicals is really about it's really about growing on rooftops um, to relocate or, or in an urban environment you know it's, it's starting on a rooftop obviously with my concept but I really want to like relocalize our ingredients in the ur- in an urban environment mm-hmm. um, more and more people like there's a UN stat out there um, more and more people are going to be living in cities, like by you know the by 2050. Um, and so, if more people are also going to be living in the cities, you know, there's obviously going to be also more pollution. So then, how do we counteract the pollution with people living in, in cities? So that's also where green roofs are really important because mm-hmm. you know they help to to balance the pollution that we're we're then creating in our in our cities. So it's kind of this dual approach of how do we bring our ingredients. Um, closer to us um, mm-hmm. so that we're, you know, reducing the supply chain, reducing the carbon emissions, but then how do we also counteract the pollution that we're creating? Cause we're going to be more people. Um, and that's by putting, uh, green on roofs
2: what are some examples of the ingredients that we're bringing that are I have to have some ideas of some that are killing rainforests and such but like I'd like to hear it from you from your mouth yeah, and then i'll so just tell you what palm I think. oil
0: um, <laughs> as, as we all know palm oil is a big mm, one i knew it girl i knew um, it and mm-hmm. yeah that's that is the number one uh it is used that's just in
2: everything it's in
0: everything um and yeah literally i don't Food. i' don't it's in cosmetics, cosmetics, too, right? I really understand everything. how much it's in everything and there's mm-hmm. like so I think 10 different ways that you can call it too. Mm-hmm. like, I don't know all of them off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. To to mask mask it. It. Um, yeah. And that's that's one uh, soy is also another one. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, soy beans and, and, you know, the oils that are produced from soy is another one that causes a lot of deforestation, um, around the planet. And I think just in general, people understand that a lot of their ingredients also come from, uh, food byproducts. Mm -hmm. Um, so things like, uh, sunflowers, just wheat in general is then used, um, and fermented in, or biofermented in certain ways to create some gums that we use in our, in our products, Mm -hmm. um, or formulate our products with. There's a, there's a lot of just food byproducts that are, that are grown. Um, and then half of it, or a lot of it is used for food and the other is, is used for your beauty. So Mm -hmm. there are tons of ingredients like corn as well. Corn's a big one. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and sunflowers and wheat um, that you know can be grown here more um, and that we should be instead right. of yeah, growing it across for sure. the, the world.
2: Do you think is it a cost thing that we're it, growing it, it across it the is. world? So yeah. you know yeah. that's
0: something that I'm sure you know as I continue to do what I'm doing I'm gonna get really challenged on because it's like well you know it's price like what you're gonna be doing Liana is very pricey. And yeah like, how do you compete? I understand that but I think people have to understand that if we don't do something about this and bring try and bring our ingredients closer closer and you know sacrifice a little bit by spending a little bit more but also you're using less like you're making that understanding that I'm not going to buy 50 different you know beauty products I'm going to buy the simple things that actually work so that's what you're doing mm-hmm. you're paying a little bit more to use less in the end Something else that I also am doing with Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals is all my content is all about how to grow your own stuff. Like, how do you grow your own beauty botanicals? How do you process your beauty botanicals? Mm. How do you then also formulate your own stuff? Because I want people to be educated that, hey, a hyaluronic acid serum is you can just make it with water, hyaluronic acid powder Mm -hmm. and glycerin or, you know, a couple of other ingredients, squalene, whatever you want. And it's pretty easy to make. Um, so if, you know, I think down the line, I think it's going to be that, Hey, everybody, there's like literally like 10 to 15 ingredients that you should have like in your kitchen and your cabinets to make your own products with. And like, period, like that's all we should really be doing and using because I look for instance, in my kitchen and I look in my washing machine and I look in my bathroom, there's like 10 different million soaps that we use. Like, why are there so many soaps? We don't need that many soaps. (laughs) Like a lot of them can do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I love this. We we talk about this, all the things that you just covered a lot on our sh- on our show here <laughs> on, on our show here on our podcast. No, but we're we're constantly, you know telling our clients, our clients and our listeners that, yes, there are ingredients and there are products that like it's worth it to go and get like the professional or the medical Mm -hmm. grade and like spend the money. But there are plenty of things that you have laying around the kitchen that you can just mix together and like in a pinch, have whatever it is that you need. You don't have to go and buy more products. And also to double down on what you were saying, You know, we once had somebody write in and say, um, you know, I love the show, but I wish that the girls would talk about more affordable products because like, we can't all afford marine collagen. And we had to say, look, like, it costs so much to be able to compete with these companies because you're trying to do things, yeah. quote unquote, the right way, because we're Gen Z, we're millennials, and we want to be ethical. We want to be clean. We want to be these things. But that costs money and it costs money to do things right. That's why everybody else can do it yeah. wrong and become billionaires. So I love that you touched on that also. And then what was the trifecta that you touched on? You touched on one other thing that I was like, this fucking girl all knows. Great. She's I got know. it. <laughs> um, I think formula. I think like formulating, just like teaching people how to formulate I I love that because you're absolutely right. Like specifically hyaluronic acid. That's something that I, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, you can just get a yeah. powder and just like get a food processor. like one of the Cuisinart blenders and just go <laughs> uh, uh, and get yourself like a nice little hyaluronic acid. And, and why isn't that information out there? Oh, <clears throat> the third thing, the other thing about cost is... That's what we always tell the girls also is like when we tell you the DIY, that's how you can balance out spending $100 on a retinol because then you also aren't spending all of this money on like... You know, and exfoliate or whatever it is that that we can figure out how to whip together yeah. in the kitchen. So just like I just love all those things that you hit on <laughs> yeah. budgeting, how to be a badass budget, babe, how to like do things correctly, spend the money on the things that you want to spend the money on and also support the people that you want to support because you trust that they're doing the things that you care about and looking out for the things that you care about, because let's face it, the world is too much for us to always know about right. the palm oil no, or
1: exactly. like, <laughs> no. whatever else yeah.
2: it is. Yeah. And yeah, I just love it. I, I love this Thank concept. You. It's Thank really you. You. awesome. <laughs> I do too. And I mean, it's
0: literally one of a kind. There's yeah. no. Yeah.
3: No one else doing no, it. I mean, at least not in Brooklyn. I, I think
0: even in the United States, I mean, I was like, don't quote me on that. Like Again, with the Valentine's Day market, I was like, don't quote me on that, but like, I'm pretty sure like, I'm the only person doing this in the country, and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, but to the fact that you have the ingredients knowledge, you a lot of people, and myself included, when I first entered the beauty space, I was just like, did a couple Googles and was like, yeah. well, this is bad, and this is good. You just need things that grow out of the ground, and you'll be great. And then mm-hmm. I went to aesthetic school, and then I Learned about like skin and ingredients and formulations and all of these different things and realized just how much to make a really high quality product that that I would be proud of. I like I personally couldn't do, you know, and a lot of people, I think, enter this space kind of as naive as I was but kind of just stay there because they don't take the next step to get the formal education and learn about skin and learn about whatever, because like using just this clay worked for their Mm -hmm. skin. So it'll work for everybody's skin. So the fact that you have the knowledge of ingredients in your background from working with these like really great companies really makes this a different company. You're not just like, well, we're just going to grow holy basil and like make an essential oil. Like you're like, no, no, I know all of the things that we need to put together to make this work to compete with the big boys. Also, both of you—and not that
3: I'm not—but both of you are a big um, Mountain Rose Herb fans. <gasps> yes, she yes. Sings to the plants.
0: <laughs> no, I, I love so anything that the basics that they have, um, I, I, I use from them. I actually use also their neem oil um, for them. You can use neem oil in certain instances for skincare, but I also like do it for my plants. I'm like, great! I can like buy things to like help my plants and like kill all the bugs on my plants, bill. So like formulate with it maybe.
2: <laughs> That's awesome. What's your what was your journey like into? got into, into being an, a, a botanist? Would you call yourself oh, yeah. a botanist? Are you a botanist.
0: A certified horticulturist. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it. what was that journey? Yeah, cuz where did you grow up? No, you didn't grow up in no, the US, grew, did you? I forgot. grew I up in kind of a lot of places. Um I I kind of spent half my life in Europe, um where I was like in between London and then the south of France, um in Grasse, which is the uh perfume capital of the world. So, my time there, um actually mm. that's where I kind of like everything really Sparked in terms of like my my uh, interest in plants and beauty in general because you know I was often going to like the perfume um, factories uh, and like going to the museum there they have the Fragonard uh, Museum uh, and you know I was like super intrigued by it all uh, and obviously like all the amazing farms that are around there and walking around I was like you know completely enveloped with all the amazing fragrances um, on a you know day to day basis so. That kind of, like, was the beginning. So I was, like, in uh, between class and London, and then I moved to New Jersey. Basically, you know, it was a normal teenager <laughs> in New Jersey. And <laughs> I, like, went from, like, the perfume, like, you know, capital of the world to New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey.
2: I know, like, I know, I know. I didn't, so I didn't like want to how say exotic anything. exotic of your family. I didn't, I didn't want to talk trash or anything, but I was just like, <laughs> New <was> Jersey. Cool. <laughs> like the, you go from, like, good smells to bad smells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) that's so funny it's
3: like yeah you went from this like I don't know just sounds so idyllic and then you're like I'm just going to the mall
0: with my friends so you have to get out of Jersey (laughs) yes actually I did have to get out of Jersey I was like bye so I went back to to Europe and did my um, undergraduate in Paris and then like went to London and that's where I started at Arden's Did I say I'm half
3: French, half American? No. No, you (laughs) not say that.
2: Yeah. So you're like, wait,
0: why? Yeah. (laughs) Why are you doing all
2: this? So would you say that it's like, I mean, I haven't spent a ton of time in Europe, but you did mention like the farms and all of that. Like, did you have a hand in like, like I've got it. I grew up in the country, but I can't grow anything. I can't keep anything alive. So like. I kind of buy that just like, oh, I was around the farms, but not really because, girl, I was around the farms and can't keep shit alive. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what what how'd you more like in the groundwork of horticulture? Horti- horticulture. Uh, hordi- hordi-
0: hordi- hordi-
2: <laughs> yes. Like some bad <laughs> <laughs> right? I was using like horticulture. H- 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 horticulture? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Yes.
2: Yeah, what got yeah. you like
0: elbow deep in elbow um, deep in horticulture? Um, my mom had an interest, um, so she was gardening a lot in France, um, and she was also gardening a lot in in New Jersey. So she did have like a little like garden there, and she funny year she grew like hundreds and hundreds of tomatoes. And, like it was a little overwhelming actually. Wow! I came home one day and she was like, "What am I going to do?" This <laughs> so we had like pasta sauce for like years. I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, so she was really into it, uh, and I. I guess like I just you know I didn't I wasn't really into it for a bit but you know finally moving away from actual gardens like after having be, been in like Gas and then having a garden in New Jersey and then going into a city like in Paris and in London where I had no outdoor space when I finally did have outdoor space I was like oh my god I need green so I immediately started growing herbs um and in London I had like a teeny tiny little like windowsill where I was like first starting to grow like my first herbs and like strawberries. Um, And so then when I moved to New York, again, I had no outdoor space for a bit. And then finally, when I did again, I was like, okay, I'm going gung ho. Like I I was like, I want to, you know, create a garden. And that's where like kind of my idea first started with Broken Rooftop Botanicals. uh, But I knew that, you know, I had so much more to learn. So even though I was growing stuff to begin with, um, I was like, I need to take some classes. So I took the certificate mm, of horticulture so cool. at Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. And that, that basically took two years with like COVID involved in everything. But yeah, like honestly I'd have to say like the first 2 years of like Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals was really a, a lot about me taking classes, growing like everything possible, formulating, researching as much as possible. And it's only really until the beginning of last or May of last year that I was like, okay, now I'm like gung-ho on Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals and all good. So
2: yeah. <laughs> wow. That's really awesome. That's a lot. I mean, it's it's awesome.
3: It's a huge undertaking. Thank I'm you. really <laughs> impressed. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Even just hearing you kind of talk about like from somebody who doesn't again, doesn't garden, doesn't grow anything really to hear you say like front to go from like having a tiny windowsill or just like a plant mm-hmm. to a whole garden to a whole rooftop mm-hmm. to now multiple to now multiple rooftops that's just it's a lot it's um it's mm-hmm. very and in brooklyn also I like know. Th-
0: we have four yeah. seasons here people i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, that's wrong question. like it's yeah, very like what do you do in the winter I'm like well everything's sleeping or dead and they're like no I'm like no 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 don't worry <laughs> like things come yeah, back yeah. next year. <laughs> don't worry like a lot of things are perennial which is something right. that comes back year after year. Um, yes, there are things I have to grow from seed again, but um, I do have like a little space uh, on my first rooftop indoors where I have like a million grow lights and I'm like propagating and like starting seeds all the time, doing lots of microgreens. So that, like there's always something happening during the winter too. And it's a lot of,
1: mm-hmm. it's a lot
0: of planning. I think people don't realize like after the whole season's over as well, it's like, okay, I have to think about like what happened this past year? Like what worked? What didn't? You know, was the space good? Good or, like, the light yeah. good. So, it's a lot of planning in the wintertime, too. For
3: sure, especially with the rooftops, like, figuring out, like, is there mm-hmm. enough sunlight? Is there, like, what is the deal on this rooftop? I yeah. don't know. There's probably so many different elements that you have to think about.
2: Yeah. And how did you choose what to, like, I'm trying, I'm thinking of this kind of, like, as a farm mm-hmm. to table situation, right? And so, I imagine that things kind of, it's, it's, um, I mean, I guess people do it differently, but I imagine what grows naturally locally, not naturally, but what kind of grows, how do they call that? Um, Historically locally, I guess, or whatever. Um, You're
0: talking about native plants. Native plants, yeah. yeah. What
2: grows native, (laughs) yes, thank you. What grows native naturally and then kind of like taking those plants and doing uh, farm to table or whatever. So for you, are you looking at... Um, what are the ingredients that are going to help me the most with my skincare formulations? Are you looking at what grows here natively? Are you, like, how are you kind of deciding
0: the plants I that you're going to use? I the of all of it, um, I the, the point is I want to try and grow as much as possible like, of everything here, right? I want to see, and like I'm testing a lot of different things just to see like what, can like how to grow it, first of all, because there's like a a million beauty botanicals mm-hmm. and things that you don't realize, you know, can be processed in different ways to be a, a beauty botanical. Um, but yeah, so mm. I, I look at native plants such as like echinacea. Um, chamomile grows freely here too. Like there's tons of like native plants that are amazing. Uh, but then I look at other crazy plants like the Acacia gum tree and like, or like, you know, there's a billion other ones. What's another one that I'm covering over here? Oh, Centella asiatica, for instance, um, as another word for it is called Cica. So You know, Mm. there's, there's, you know, I'm looking at all of what's, what's out there. And if, it, if I can grow it, like for instance, Sika, like it's more of like a tropical plant. It really likes a lot of water um, and humid conditions. So it's like, okay, well the rooftop gets extremely, extremely, extremely hot and extremely, extremely dry. But if I can't grow it outside, like how can I grow it? Like in an urban environment, is it that I keep it inside, you know, in a greenhouse type setting? And then is that what I kind of like think about in the future? But it's also like understanding like how long things take to grow. Cause like, you know, if it takes like three yeah. or four years, to like really get to a mature size or whatever, is it worth it? Like, no, not really. I want to look at things that are a little bit faster, such as like annuals, like calendula, and things that also rebloom, like chamomile. Actually, mm-hmm. if you just like deadhead the flowers and use the flowers, they'll rebloom again. So there's like a continuous harvest going on. Yeah.
2: Oh wow, mm. it's so cool. Yeah, um, I always wondered. Sorry, that's sorry. Okay. This is so interesting because I, like I said, this was something that I thought that I wanted to do, and then I was like, girl, you can't grow anything at all. Um, but also, this is, I think. Of like wineries, like how do you like how much do you have to produce before it's like, okay, we can do this every year? Like we we know what we're doing. And and also like whiskey companies, I guess, like things that have to be aged, I guess. Things that take a long time to produce and then have to be aged and have like all of these different processes mm-hmm. that you have to go through. It's just, just always been very interesting to me. And so it's it seems like you have a very similar um, business as those yeah, kind of, kind of. I mean, way. I, I
0: have narrowed it down to some main crops that I'm growing right now to put in skincare products. So it's like the chamomile, the calendula. Mm. Um, I do have a lot of um, lavender that I, that I grow, but it's not necessarily for, for skin, um, more for body products. <laughs> but, um, I also do anise hyssop. I also do, uh, there's There's a lot more, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so there's like eight that I kind of focus on, um, and that I grew a lot last year, right, so it's like I'm focusing on those eight, and like those are the ones that for now like grow pretty well, um, but you know going forward is like you know are there gonna be other ones that I'm gonna add, and as I keep growing, like which are the ones that are really gonna be like the big like mo- not money makers, I guess the big crops um yeah. you know for for me um. And, you know, which ones are then just going to be like, almost like the educational ones also, because like a goal of mine also would be to open up the rooftops, right. Um, Or a a future rooftop, a bigger rooftop um, where people can come and visit and like learn about different beauty botanicals. So Mm -hmm. is it that I focus on just like eight or 10, you know, beauty botanicals, like on a constant basis and like, you know, really focus on creating the skincare products out of And, you know, I, I, like I said before, like I I did pick the ones that I felt, you know, were, have the most research behind them, you know, are good for your skin, like calendula, like chamomile. Um, and then it's like, so, you know, focusing on those, but then also having the other, other botanicals that are a little bit more obscure that people don't really know, like Russian sage or, um, clary sage, which Mm -hmm, is crazy, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and a bunch of other ones as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
3: I
1: love that idea so much. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch.
3: when you think of the term like clean beauty or like clean skincare Mm -hmm. i feel like it's so annoying sometimes but i'm like "Mm, your products might actually be the one thing that is actually like quote unquote clean Mm -hmm. it's like the most pure that it can get other than making it yourself
2: well that, that was actually a question that I had that I wanted to ask you if I can hop on board to that is yeah. like what is your formulation process do you take your plants and then take them to a formulator and you say this is what I want to make do you formulate them yourself because kind of like when we when we spoke to uh, Katerina um, from Hey Honey mm-hmm. and we were talking about things like propolis like you can't break down propolis without alcohol but then somebody who's like you know a, a clean beauty freak not freak but like obsessive or whatever <laughs> would be like oh my god there's alcohol in this I can't use it Where it's like, well, it's not a bad, mm-hmm. like, you just can't break this down without that. So I'm curious but, about how, how your processes and kind of like what your thought processes through th- that. Yeah. That world. Yeah. That world. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I do is I process my own extracts. Uh, my extracts are extremely simple though. So I just uh, use water and self-preserve with Not fully self-preserve. I do use preservatives on top with glycerin. And then I use sodium, benzoate and potassium sorbate as the preservative, which is on the EcoCert and Whole Foods and Credo Beauty clean list. So like everyone's like, oh, preservatives, but like these are, these are fine. Like, and preservatives in general are are really fine. Do you You want want this product to rot on your face? Yes. I think think people just have to like really understand that if you don't have a preservative, you do not have a safe product. Yeah, You got bacteria, girl. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, unless it's waterless, mm-hmm. I, I have to caveat yeah. that, but like, you know, even with, without water, you're still like, you know, putting your fingers into a product and you might get water in that product anyway. And if they like, if you're in the bathroom, like it's just, you kind of, preservatives are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I do is I create a very simple glycerin uh, extract with, with water and glycerin. Um, and then I get it, I send it out to a lab. Um, and I get it tested uh, for USP-61, 62, AT-51 and for heavy metals. It's basically just testing for like heavy metals. (laughs) Um, So lead, mercury, arsenic, cadmium and chromium. Um, And then it's just like your tests are are testing for antimicrobial effectiveness, um, kind of seeing if they're um, determining the presence or absence of a specified list of microorganisms such as like E. coli, salmonella, um, and then it kind of, another test really determines if the extract is already contaminated mm. so it kind of does all those tests to see all of that just to make sure that the, the actual extracts are safe and then I send once they and they've all passed <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so once they pass they I then send them to my formulator uh, and I work with a formulator um, to Yes, formulate my products. Uh, he kind of helps me out a little bit here and there with just like percentages, and he then includes the the extracts in the products, and, and then they get tested again. <laughs> Those products get tested again throughout that whole process to make sure again like the actual entirety of the formula is safe to use on skin. Mm. So damn, yeah, it's a lot of processing and yeah. a lot of testing. <clears throat> And I think that's something else that people need to understand. It's like you, you know, that is like you guys, like you just said earlier, it's a very tedious, expensive, not, you have to know what you're doing process to make sure that you're compliant and that you're safe for the end consumer and people who, you know, go and shop from a, you know, a handmade store or whatever, you know, something they're just making in their kitchen. Like, you know, you don't know what's going on. So, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Are you weird? Are you (laughs) creating the formulas yourself also? Or like the recipes, I guess.
0: Yeah. so i I do create a lot of formulas like on my on my Instagram and on my on my blog, I'm doing my a lot of my own formulas. I just have his extra kind of opinion mm. um, to kind of just you know see, because sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't bubble enough or this is like just not thick enough, like a syrupy. Like there's like just little tiny details that sometimes you're like, OK, I need, I need another like opinion or whatever, because I'm not like a chemist. I didn't go to chemistry school. Right. Right. So yeah. um, so it's just, you know, I know how to formulate like I just need that extra little eye. Uh, and that's what he kind of gives me uh, yeah. and a little help. So that's it's like really a kind of mutual. Smart. Yeah. Just to make sure I'm getting the right consistency, the right like whatever I'm looking for.
2: Yeah.
3: I know. I'm thinking of, like, not that there's anything wrong with this, but people, like, even on Etsy, who just, like, sell products that they make at home.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and it's, I mean, it's fine
0: for, like, maybe sometimes a little bit. I think yeah. it. I think you just have to re- you have to look at their website, see mm-hmm. how their te- see what their process is, like how are you know, have they registered to be like, you know, a licensed, you know, seller of beauty products? Have they gone through all the testing of their ingredients and their formulas? Like it's just kind of like asking those questions and just making sure you're being clear and set before buying. mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. What kind of what do you want your line to look like? Do you want to do like a full product line, like a full skincare routine? Do you want to just do a few serums? Like, what are you thinking about?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking of definitely doing a full face line. Um, So I'm thinking the next one uh, will be a cleanser. Um, But I'm also looking at body Mm -hmm. um, and potentially like a little bit of color in the future. So kind of like the usual. Yeah. process that you have some brands that do yeah <laughs> start with like either body or face and then they kind of like move into the different categories um but uh something that I'm kind of looking at also doing is more of like waterless formulas um so a face actually that one of the samples that you have um is a face uh bar a face cleansing bar um so that's something that I I, I kind of want to explore more just because you know thinking about again going back to the plastic situation you know you know because a lot of the plastic is so big because a lot of the formulas that we use contain so much water right like sometimes it's like 80 to 9 percent water so if you remove the water and you make it into a concentrated form where you're either just like using it as is or then adding water back in you know it saves in terms of from a carbon emissions perspective Mm. um so definitely looking at, you know, face cleansers, uh, waterless face cleansers, waterless serums, waterless, you know, shampoos, yeah. Um I also gave you guys a little lotion bar to try. So, so cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to that, try it. That's something to think about, yeah. What's your...
2: Um, what you told us like kind of how you got into like the beauty industry, but what's your personal relationship with beauty in terms of like product, in terms of skincare? Like, did you ever have skin issues? Like, what was your kind of like entryway into like skin from a personal level, from a personal perspective? I mean.
0: So I actually suffer from, um, I have polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm. Um, and so yeah. I have uh, serious hormonal acne um, mm. and I've like had it ever since, you know, I was a teenager, of course. Um, so that has always been a concern of mine. Uh, and so I always had like dimpled skin and scarring, um, and with polycystic ovary syndrome, you also get a lot of melasma. Mm. Um, so I was, I get lots of, you know, discoloration on my forehead and around like my mustache area. And I'm like, great. I look like I'm like a man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile, (laughs) your skin's beautiful. It is very beautiful. Yeah. I would never know. Thank you. Um, and you know, so I, I, think, you know, every, and I'm obviously working on a rooftop all the time, um, right? You know, obviously, what I'm thinking about, you know, with sustainability and everything, is just how do I how do I create good products, but simple products, Mm -hmm. um, using some you know great ingredients, some great chemical ingredients, or whatever, like hyaluronic acid, um, but at the same time, some really potent botanicals um, that can really help to soothe common like problems and skin irritation. Um, so for me, like my demographic, is just somebody who's like, maybe like looking for the next step to clean, I would think. And Mm. it's just understanding that there are better alternatives, um, out there. Like you were mentioning before, I think it's like better alternatives to the expensive stuff that you can like get simpler, but good stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and and to make a difference also with the way that you're actually consuming. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's like, that's, I would say that's my demographic, um, just to, say that you know I I, looking at my Instagram statistics and all of that like my demographic is definitely people who are like 25 to 44 Um, you're like great so I have three
3: different generations I have to target
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I do um but yeah I, I I just think you know, it's, it's for people, like I said, it's just people who, who are just trying to look for the next step into how are they, how are they like consuming, but consuming better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and, but good ingredients as well. Not just, you know, saying that I am bringing ingredients closer to home and you're all, you're only going to get like botanical ingredients in your products. No, it's like, you know, how do we, how do we just change this whole process and get like more like other ingredients, hyaluronic acid closer to home as well. And like really You know, really get good, good stuff. Yeah, for sure. And
3: like you were saying, like a way to have a mix of things so that you can afford, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe a product that is pricier. But look, it's fucking saving the world. So it's kind of worth it. And then maybe for your exfoliator, you just make your own scrub. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Like that's actually... (laughs) A good call right there. like i I think everybody should be making their own scrubs, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I we keep agree scrubs online. and I'm like, oh, my God, stop it. Yeah, and they're like thirty, forty, fifty dollars. I'm like, this is outrageous. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I could get on that bandwagon if I wanted to, but I'm like this is this is silly. <laughs> and it's like all
2: things that are right in your kitchen, always. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth loves,
3: not that I don't, but Elizabeth loves DIY. We talk, we always give like DIY options on here. It's so easy. Mm -hmm. It's so easy for like,
2: yeah, for little things like, like I, dude, I hundred, dude, I do to do, dude, I a hundred percent (laughs) agree. I don't think anybody should be paying for a scrub. Like there's so many different ways to get, there's so many different ways to work it into your routine. There's so many yep. different ways. And there yeah. And I totally agree also just, yeah, there's so many ways to spend your money in skincare. That's, and we were talking about this also is like, yes, yeah, some people need like a really high end hyaluronic acid. That's really going to work for them. That's going to be so smart that it makes their body start producing more hyaluronic acid. Most people don't need that though. <laughs> <laughs> like, like most people mm-hmm. just need like a high, hyal- like a hyaluronic yeah. acid. That's like 20 yeah. bucks yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's so it's awesome. easy and simple but at the same time, you know, with the glycerin and the botanicals, you're getting this extra, you know, soothing, calming yeah. um and you know, it's it's great for sensitive skin
2: so and look i'm totally. a hundred i'm also on the glycerin bland, bandwagon bandwagon she loves <laughs> glycerin. i love the glycerin i, 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 I like, bathe in it i literally <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's so nice and i've been wondering i'm like when is when is like the rest of the industry going to jump onto this glycerin band like not even jump off the hyaluronic acid but just be like and this too like use them mm-hmm. both together because yeah hyaluronic acid bring like, you all the moisture because <laughs> it's like once it hits neutrogena do you know, it's like it's done. It's made its it's made its way there and back around. <laughs> so like, what's the next thing? It's true. And the, the world is ready for high for, for Highline Fast. The world is ready for glycerin and you're bringing it to them. You're like, bitches, I got mm-hmm. it. It's true. <laughs> I just love all the thoughtfulness that is
3: behind your brand. Yeah. And your first Thank product. You. Yeah. And I really just it's this is why when I found your Instagram. Wait, did I? T- when I found her Instagram, I like kind of, not kind of, I messaged her and kind of invited myself to come over
0: to her
3: <laughs> home, <laughs> which she was like, yeah, in the future, I'll do events probably. I kind of do
2: remember this, actually. Yeah. I think it
3: was like right post-pandemic. And then you did eventually invite me over once you were like, okay, this person is normal yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. She's actually sane. <laughs> no, like I told you. Like, we we I was met so for excited. coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. met for, for coffee first. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about you over, but I just want to make sure I meet people like first face to face. Wait, that's I a, you over, hilarious. Never know. <laughs> that's hilarious. <I laughs> you we actually <laughs> met for
2: coffee first, and then you, but that's what people. That's what you should do. I'm really excited to see the the expansion of your. Not to like take, take over the conversation. Sorry, <laughs> I' <laughs> are <that> you thinking? Because <laughs> I just think it's so cool that like it's you've it's, thought of of
3: all of the things, yeah, and it's. It was just so like I don't know,
2: it makes me happy. I think the idea that because I'm looking at it like a, a vineyard for some reason, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Loves a good wine. Like the wine. Loves a yeah. good wine. I just think it's so cool Your that friend, there's gonna there's sense. gonna be like batches. Do you know what I mean? And like some years, maybe like may, and maybe this probably isn't what you want, and we can take this out if you want. But maybe one year you get like the best helichrysum, like you get the best batch of helichrysum, and that's like yeah. you know the 05 batch of like. Of uh, Brooklyn Botanical Garden, Brooklyn Botanical Garden, Brooklyn Botanicals, <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals. <laughs> sorry,
0: it is a very long name. It's just <laughs> look, nobody <laughs> can say our
2: name either. So yeah, it's beauty, Brooklyn no, all say mouthful. Yes, <laughs> but like one day that bottle goes for five thousand dollars because comes to find out that was the best batch of Hillary Like kind of the way that wine is, right? It's like there's good years and there's bad years. Some years that like the Pinot grape is great. Some years it's shit. Yeah. And not that anything that you're gonna do is shit, but I just think it's so cool that some. Yeah, that you have that kind of like the naturalness
0: of it. Yeah. That is, yeah, I think it's so cool. Yeah, it, it is true, actually, exactly what you're saying. Like, some years, just because the weather patterns can be so different year on year, like, yeah, you're going to have some botanicals that are going to do better than others. Um, but yeah, there's some botanicals will have their years and some botanicals won't. So, you know, it'll be like, okay, you know, how do I will I, you know, will I, will I have enough of this botanical then to create the extracts that I need? And so something else that I'm thinking about is maybe doing more, Um, limited edition things, you know, Mm. if like for say, you know, one crop is doing extremely well and one is not like maybe making it more of a limited edition or, you know, depending on how many things I'm growing.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, That's really cool. That is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. That's very, very cool. I wish I could grow anything. Oh, like, It a is girl. hard. I'll, I'll, come, yeah. I'll come watch. I'll come get a great hat and I'll watch you guys. I'll <laughs> dig around. You tell me where to dig, I'll dig and I'll plant. But I don't trust
3: my skills Listen, otherwise. Growing <laughs> is hard. In, I feel like in elementary school, you learn like, okay, you put the seed in the soil and then you water it and you put it by the window and give it sun and then it grows and it's great. And that's just not the case. You know, no. like each plant each plant needs different no. kind of love. And but yeah. like, that's what I, I don't know about you guys, but that's what I was fooled into thinking. So no. when I started growing stuff, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to know about each thing. I was growing vegetables. You have to know about each vegetable, what it can grow next to, what it can't grow next to. Mm. Uh, how yep. much sun does it need? How many hours Bugs, per sun? mites.
0: All the fucking things, soil texture, soil structure, soil, pH, pH. nutrient level. Yeah, there's pH. Yeah, it's true. No, it's
2: true. And, you know, my boyfriend's really into plants and there's this um, great Garden store, I guess, on our block. And the guy that owns it is very into plants. And if you go in there and you ask him some dumbass shit, he's like, You don't get to buy that plant, leave. Leave. <laughs> and that's when I realized that people who love plants look at people like me who forget to water them sometimes as if I am a cat kicker. I'm like, This is. <laughs>
0: I told oh them, my
2: God. I told them to my clients this. So I was like, "Look, people like you and I, plant people, don't like us. Don't go into this plant <laughs> store, Manhattan Avenue. He won't sell you shit, girl. He's gonna tell you to put he's down the plant and get out. And he's got great plants, and they're very affordable. <laughs> That's why
3: he <laughs> wants you them told to go me to good about homes. And I went there, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I
2: could see that guy. He being wants them very to go serious. to good homes. So I say. Yeah, yeah. That you you are of the people who are changing my mind to plants and to botany and to like this whole other. Because you can start small. You're like showing mm-hmm. us you can start small and yeah. that you can do it here. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's can. important. And it's so yeah, important. You don't need a whole
3: backyard.
2: I didn't really, th- I didn't put two and two to get like little things like what you were saying. Like we need to offset all of the human car- like human carbon footprint that's coming just by having more oxygen. Like we need more mm-hmm. carbon ma- what, is, what do plants do? They absorb the carbon di- monoxide and release carbon dioxide. Combined <laughs> combine carbon monoxide no, and oxygen. carbon dioxide
3: by saying carbon monoxide. Carbon they,
0: they produce oxygen. Yes. They
2: take out what we don't want and they produce what we need. And that's all that matters. That's all that this dumbass needs to know is we need plants to survive. Bring us more plants. Thank you. The end. Some more plants,
0: please.
3: So good. Um, before you leave us, can you tell us if you have have any, like, um, beauty secret. Whether it's, like, something from when you were a kid. Maybe it's some weird Mm. 90s beauty secret. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's something that you learned recently. Just, like, something cute. Maybe it's a secret botanical that we don't know about. Yeah.
0: Do you, like, rub rub a leaf on your face every
2: night? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a secret Um, ingredient that's going to just, like, change our, rock our world?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So... First thing, it's basic, but and I think I was talking to Alex about this yesterday, but (laughs) yeah, slugging. Yeah. What were we calling it? (laughs) I I don't even know. I was like slacking, flopping, Whatever you said, I was like, yeah, yeah,
3: that's right. But then we both felt like it was slightly wrong. Um, But yeah, Yeah. tell us about slugging. I think you're right with the name. I think it is slugging. Yeah, yeah. it is
0: slugging. Yeah, it came to me this morning. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I've been doing slugging for years years. Um, except I, I haven't been using Vaseline. I was using Elizabeth Arden's eight hour night cream, um, mm. for a really long time. And it's a really, it's basically like Vaseline. Um, and yeah, I, I've been doing that for years and like mostly like when traveling or like at night, um, just because like, you know, I, I, I do use prescription grade stuff sometimes because of my melasma and um hormonal acne you know, sometimes I do agree like you have to go to the experts and you know you do use those expertly crafted ingredients mm-hmm. to like help you with specific problems and again like you know the back and forth of you have that for your specific problems but then you have the basics to like take care of like your everyday needs such as moisture Yes. um <laughs> but um yeah, so I, sometimes I'd find, you know, like, okay, I did a, bit, maybe a little overdo too much with, like, the, the retinol. I didn't do, like, you know, every two or three days, like, to start off with. So I get, like, really flaky. Um, so uh, I was always, like, putting on my moisture and then, like, slathering on my eight-hour <laughs> night cream. And, like, just, like, waking up and, like, looking glorious. Mm-hmm. Um but I was even also doing it like before makeup a lot of the times, like when I, before I was going out for a big night, I would slug mm-hmm. and then like powder yeah. on top of it. Mm-hmm.
2: So we we you, you tell the listeners what slugging oh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, like case. what really is oh, slugging? Yeah. yeah, we're we're old over here. I know it's hot on TikTok, <laughs> but tell the elderly millennials.
0: <laughs> yes, so slugging is basically when you do your entire like routine. Um, and then you put a thin layer of Vaseline on top of it at the end mm-hmm. um, and it's usually at night it's not during the day usually because otherwise you're walking around looking like a slug mm-hmm. um, that's why it's called <laughs> slugging you're, you're just looking <laughs> like a slime like a monster wet
3: slug. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and so um, so it's usually at, at night and that helps to really lock in first of all all of the actives that you're using and it also if you're using things like hyaluronic acid it really helps to push in that, that water and the glycerin and like after you've washed your face or whatever back into your skin so that it reduces transepidermal water loss right mm-hmm. so that's that's what it, tech, that's what it is in all
1: essence.
0: <laughs> and, and yeah, and like, it has been treading on TikTok. You're right. It's like somebody like, I didn't know that. Re- rediscovered <laughs> it. Like, My boyfriend, yeah, or, Kevin texted me TikTok. this the other
2: day and he was like, you, you should talk about this on the podcast. And I was like, I already, thank you. I know what this is. I'm a professional, <laughs> and but you know. talking about it. I think that's a great yeah. beauty secret. Yeah, it is. It's a, yeah. We, we kind of, have, we didn't use the, cro- the proper terminology <laughs> slugging, but we've spoken about this before. I think we have, maybe. Maybe. Because only in my in my geriatric millennial years have I um, understood why Vaseline is so great. It's for that mm-hmm. tool girl because a bitch be tooling all over the place, <laughs> <laughs> trans epidermal <laughs> epidermal water loss all <laughs> over the place. Lynn. It just locks winter, it in. Winter yeah. in
3: Brooklyn, just then my no lips, yeah, stir from all the my lips. Heat. My
2: lips are so dry, and that or the. I mean, look, I don't need to plug this, but the PCA lip. Uh, if that $50 lip balm is like the shit oh my shit.
3: god but PCA mix makes this amazing hyaluronic acid lip balm it's like $50 but it's, it's... it's so
2: incredible but if you can't do that Vaseline is the next yeah. best thing honestly <laughs> those are the only ones that work it's like either this super high end or this super low end that's the yeah. only thing that like, will lock don't, in don't the fuck tool. with the stuff in between don't things. fuck with nothing <laughs> in between <laughs> that's awesome so oh my god good. you shared you opened up my eyes today this is very yeah. very exciting thank you so much much i'm glad yeah (laughs) thank Um, you guys (laughs) yeah absolutely i'm excited to use these products too thank you
0: yeah Yes. Let me know what you think. I love Uh, it. Let me know the smell as well. love to hear your thoughts. Just in general, just let me know what you think.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Can you, will you let our listeners know where they can find you, how they can support Mm -hmm. you, the internets and the Instagrams and the things? (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: Tiktoks. (laughs) Uh, So my, yes, my website is uh, brooklynrooftopbotanicals.com. So there I have like my blog and you can learn how to grow, how to formulate if you want to. Lots of information. And I'm on Instagram with the same name, Brooklyn Rooftop Botanicals. Uh, but on TikTok, I'm on VR Botanicals. Uh, so do check me out on TikTok. I'm pretty cool on there. Um, I hum- humiliate myself a lot as well. Um, so it's funny. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Love it. Thank you for being such a great guest. Thanks for, Thank
2: for you. everything. you was so fun and yeah. educational. Yeah, agreed. Thank you so
0: much, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye.
3: Aww.
2: That's so sweet right sweet. so smart she's i'm stinking
3: hey guys Ooh, hey <laughs> elizabeth's armpit smell if anyone was wondering
2: <laughs> dudes it's been two days we've been working okay should we tell the people even though we announced last week that we were opening franklin like we weren't actually open <laughs> At Franklin, and we've been working I'm slowly in the process of it. We've been working so, so hard. I didn't shower for two days.
3: Yeah, it's like it seems ridiculous, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. I washed my hair. Well, I saw two friends last night, and I was like, okay, I took off my sweater because I had another shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jess was like, what do you got on your shirt? Some brow tint? <laughs> and I looked down and I'm like, I really look disgusting. Okay, so you're so dirty and crazy looking, you and I look have this disgusting. stained shirt. It was
2: gross. You look like the hamburglar. I smell like the hamburglar. So <laughs> that's where we are. Sexy. <laughs> that's a little glimpse.
3: That's but, anyway, this is our life, guys. I hope that you loved that <laughs> chat. Um, I think that what is doing is huge yeah. and she's, <laughs> girl's on a fucking mission like she's been working Seriously. on this for a while and this is just the start so like I see just really great things in her future yes. and we'll have to have her on again because she, when I saw her yesterday was telling me a little bit about um, another rooftop that she may be doing some work on and mm-hmm. it sounds really cool Yeah, um, but she's like in the works of like negotiating stuff with them and um I just like her broader vision also for making a community.
2: Look, she's a girl with a fucking vision. She's a woman with a a vision that's going head first Mm -hmm. and can't nobody stop her. Can't
3: nobody stop her. And I love that shit, man. That's cool. It's really, you know, the idea of having this rooftop where people can come and get educated Mm -hmm. and learn how to grow things, see everything she's growing that are that's then put into the product she's making for you. Yeah, it's really cool. And And it's it's important. It's very important. And it's all just made with a lot of love.
2: And look, as Americans, I I know that this is You're like, and as Americans? No, no, this podcast (laughs) is worldwide, worldwide, yo. But (laughs) as Americans, it's we're so disconnected from the food chain, from the beauty chain, from like well, I think especially living in an urban setting. Yes, especially yes, especially living in an urban setting. And You know, I think that with this past year, with seeing like the supply chain issues, and everybody's like, "What does that mean?" Now everybody knows what the supply chain Mm -hmm. is. We're just all aware of the world as a whole and how we all fit into it, and how all these things work, and all how how all these mechanisms work. And even something so little as like skincare that we're talking about, it's there's so much greater that can be from it. You know, like some girls, women, I should say, people write us in and they say that they're so happy that we can talk about skincare beyond just being this very vain thing, right? Like this very self-centered vain topic and I think that this is a bigger way to talk about it more is like it's impact on the earth, how mm-hmm. water, how everything, how how much everything impacts all of us and then even our ingredients. Like when we talked about like the palm oil and how that like completely destroys forests. Just as Americans, I think like we just have such a responsibility to be aware of our impact in the world, in the global economy. And we are such consumers and we are such also creators, but we really impact other ecosystems that we're not even aware of. Mm. And now we're more aware of them. And even though you're aware of them, it doesn't really impact you. So it's easy to be like, ah, fuck that. Yeah, But it's nice when you know, okay, I don't have the time to think about this shit, but Liana does. And she's mm-hmm. doing her part to make sure that this little thing that I'm doing in my routine impacts us in a greater way, in a better way. Beautifully said. Do you know? Because it's easy to look at this shit that we're doing as like flippant or as like whatever, but it really isn't. It's it's bringing to you guys these people who are thinking deeper so that you don't have to. All you is give her your money. Just give her your fucking money, which yeah. is what we're good for, consumerism. And she'll take care of the rest. And I know that sounds silly, but I'm... And kind of make like light of something that's really a bigger, broader issue. We're all dealing with this. Like I don't have kids for a number of reasons. One of them being that this planet is shit. Ain't going to be a planet in the future. Do do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so like for those of you that do have children, I'm sure like things like this matter. Like it matters who's, you know, creating these products, who's making more plastics, who's making this earth better, who's making it worse. So to have somebody on your side making it better... That ain't a bad thing. We'll take it, girl. I'm into it. I'm into
3: it. Um. Well, you know where to find her and her lovely website
2: and blog. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know where to find us? You could find us on the gram. You can find us on the gram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. You could find us on the gram. She's twerking. I'm twerking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old lady twerk. It definitely um, an old lady twerk. You can email us if you have any listener letters. Yeah. With, um, Questions or comments, even mm-hmm. about skincare, brows, um, waxing, you know, the things we specialize in, or yeah. any great stories of I didn't know them, but I'm older now. Always. Like, any stories about stupid shit you used to do when you were younger? Please um, tell us. I got to know. That you're now just like, what on earth?
2: <laughs> yes, I got to know um, all of them. And I think that is it. Um, I'm the brown Elizabeth Taylor Fuck. on Instagram. Like, no, forget. no, no, no! I never forget because we're trying to get a okay. number. Up. I, I think guess I have. Neither the... of us are even mm-hmm. at 500 people. Neither of us are even at 500 I have like followers. followers. You do.
3: Yeah, but I've had an Instagram way longer than you. So okay. it's really not even impressive. All right. Well, my- um, but I, OK,
2: guys, I need you to follow me on Instagram
3: <laughs> is Alex Lindley. And it'll be hard for you to find me because you might not, not know how to spell my name. Guess it. And that's great. So don't find me
2: Because <laughs> I don't post shit. Um, but I think that's it. We love you, beauty babbies. We'll see you next week. Peace suit. Bye. <laughs> This has been a COC-BK production produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. If you're an advertiser
3: interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more
2: information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com.